Hello everybody, this is your boy, Mark Kumar, Lifestyle Entrepreneur, and in this particular episode, I'm going to share an amazing podcaster with you who is going to share some really, really awesome tips that's going to help you understand what does an actual podcaster does from start to finish, and also if you're interested in creating your own podcast, make sure you check out getpodcastsecrets.com. I will also put that in the show notes for you. Once again, the website is getpodcastsecrets.com. Without any further ado, let's meet this amazing podcaster who is going to give you some deep insight of how does a podcaster take his episodes from start to finish? Today we have an amazing podcaster with us and he is going to be sharing with you some of the tools, the tips and secrets that he has used to create amazing podcasts. So please take a moment to introduce yourself to Marius. Man, thanks again, Mark, the mighty Mark with the Simple Pod Classic podcast cloud my man thanks a bunch for those who see the name on the screen name's dom brightman and i'm the host of the going north podcast and my mission is to coach empower and equip others to share their stories especially authors and my podcast is all about giving authors especially self-published first-time authors a platform to share their stories to get the stories heard and help them to get some momentum under their belt so they can run for a lifetime Awesome. So how did you come up with that idea of a podcast? Uh, yeah, funny enough, this was, my God, six years ago, I believe. I think it was six years ago. Folks been telling for years, I got this radio voice. And I'm like, all right, I'm also use it for sub. I'll start a podcast. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going to be about, but I'm going to start one. And a couple of years pass, and I actually went on this ultra side quest, like an RPG game, and published my first book or as i like to call my first entry into the business of immortality of publishing going north tips and techniques to advance yourself and that book was actually one heck of a launch pad to the podcast itself because sadly i lost my father after a long battle with dementia six months later after the publishing of my book and then three months later after he passed then i realized you know what Maybe this is time for me to get back on that main quest of starting a podcast. And that really led to me starting the Going North podcast based off of my book. And the main mantra of my life is advance others to advance yourself. So it's about giving authors that opportunity to share their stories because my first ever interview, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And then I got in my first ever podcast interview and the lady was expecting more content from me. And I was like, all right, so let me make sure this doesn't happen for anybody else. And now i'm three years in now because this is actually the middle of august when i started recording episodes for my launch back in september 2017 so three-year anniversary of podcast 275 official episodes in it's crazy now that is awesome man i'm happy for you 300 what that's crazy i'm sure you got a lot of number one wealth number two the experiences and the crazy stories that happened led to it and i can't wait to dive into that so tell me this the very first time when you recorded your very first podcast tell me about that experience 
Oh my goodness. First time, man. It was trash. It was straight dumpster juice. Some call it dumpster fires now because I use Skype and I didn't even know what the heck I was doing with like trying to record the other track. I was able to record it using my own computer, but I didn't have the MP3 recorder going in the background and the sound quality was so bad. I actually had to go to Fiverr.com and outsource the audio editing piece because my guest, even though you could still hear him, the okay. thing is with him you just couldn't really hear him at all so what happened was after getting that in and we had fun and funny enough he was screwing around with me because we were best buds and still are good buds and he was actually interviewing me for like the first half of the show until i finally turned it back over to him and we finally got some good stuff out of the show and that was episode one so it it it, it was it was it was a little nerve-wracking but i'm glad it happened and i'm glad i did it with a friend because that way, even though I still put it out there after getting it polished up a bit as best as it could, it right. was still a great experience to get used to the audio equipment and knowing what to do, knowing what not to do, and mm -hmm. finally getting in the groove of things. Because like it, we all suck in the beginning, and every <laughs> master was a disaster. So <laughs> you got to be a disaster before you become a master. I like that saying because there's another one. Every master once was a student, and then master and disaster. That yeah, I love that one. That's awesome. So yeah, I, I remember the very first time when I started the podcasting thing and I listened to my own voice. I'm like, holy crap, I sound like that? No way. <laughs> I was in a denial. Like, I don't sound like that. So have you experienced that? <laughs> the good news is I got over that part years ago because I actually have a background in public speaking. I've been doing public speaking since probably like the age of 10 when I was growing up in church reciting scriptures in front of the church sanctuary audience every Sunday as a kid and doing plays and heck even one time playing the role of Jesus and then having to hear all my roles or all my lines repeated back to me over and over again in my sleep. So I got over the hating my own voice phase gotcha. years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it happened to you early age. Cause I'm, I'm when I first started my podcast, like I said, I was last year in November and then it was like, holy cow, I cannot believe I sound that, I don't want to say horrible, hell, call it what it is, it was horrible because we are not so used to listening to our own voice. Like For example, when we're talking to somebody, we know what the other person sounds like, but we don't know what the hell we sound like. And then it's like, it was an eye-opening experience. And that was like, wow. I'm, I'm like, okay. And then three episodes in, one, once I got comfortable with it, I'm like, okay, this is how I sound, and that's how it is. And I have, just have to be comfortable with it, you know? And then is there any tips that you could share with people? Like, I don't like the way I sound. What can I do to make it better? <laughs> well, one thing you can keep in mind is that bit by bit, you'll notice over time that all of our voices change over the years, day by day, especially as you use them more often. <laughs> Like if you hear Tony Robbins now and you hear some of his old material, he's his voice got a little more rasp because of all that screaming he was doing for years. Tech same with Grant Cardone is talking about how he was trying to save so much money that he would scream in conference rooms because he didn't want to pay for a mic. So right. being comfortable with knowing that your voice is going to change over time and heck even to amp up your vocal performances to have some tea and honey and some lemon before you record that can help if you want to do that some honey lemon cough drops is great and also making sure you have room temperature water because i actually picked up that tip from one of brian tracy's books about power to speaker speaking power whichever one about the public speaking it was 
and he mentions how room temperature water is actually better because it's a less chance of your voice cracking and it's more natural for the body because with cold water your voice might crack in with hot water well you'll probably burn your vocal cords you don't want that so it's just a few things to get that out the way yeah i'm so glad you said about the water because i literally just learned that i think last week or the week before that like drink a room temperature water and then drink it 20 minutes before because it takes 20 minutes to go through your process your body so you can actually utilize it and then drink it throughout the you know uh your podcasting or your recording session or whatever so i'm so glad you brought that up because uh, i want to be drinking a lot of water every now and then <laughs> <laughs> we gotta stay hydrated too man it's currently summer so <laughs> yeah exactly it's like some things people don't think about obviously i didn't know about the dehydration part until like last week and by the time I'm done with my podcasting thing, my mouth will be dry. I'm like, I got to drink water. I would just literally take a whole uh, bottle of water and chug it down. I was like, holy crap. And now that I want to know, I'm like, oh, it's not bad. I can talk more. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. So let's talk about a little bit about gear. So when you first started off, what was your gear as compared to what it is now? Yeah, so gear. So I bought this random podcast equipment set for like a hundred bucks that a friend of mine at work recommended to me. I got it. I didn't know what the hell I was doing because it's a little mixer box or whatever. And it sucked. So after that, I just moved over to my smartphone, this little <laughs> distraction box, along with these headphones that has a microphone with it. And I basically used that for the next 80 or so episodes before I finally got a blue snowball microphone. And now I'm upgraded to the Samson microphone that I use now more than ever and just connect that to a computer and everything else. Because I was actually using free conference call for a lot of episodes and I just, that was probably about a good year and a half and I switched over to Zoom. And for international guests, I used Skype before finding Zoom. So that's really the equipment. You don't need a whole bunch of equipment like you, you like under 200 bucks, you can get some equipment if it's still available i remember when this pandemic started back oh, yeah. in like that podcast bikes were sold out i'm like god dang i'm glad i got mine early <laughs> yeah it's like you cannot get anything you know so the next best thing would be just go to your local store get yourself like a one of those uh airbus things whatever it is and plug it in and you know mm -hmm. that will help you get started and then when the equipment starts to become available you will buy them you know as soon as it comes available i suppose so so keep it oh, simple yeah. i suppose one more thing to add have a big hard drive like a two terabyte one terabyte maybe four terabyte hard drive depending on how long your podcast is and how much you record because it'll kill your hard drive when you're doing the editing <laughs> that's another thing too have a big hard drive so that way you can back up your files and not just save money computer and kill your hard drive another thing to keep in mind Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and I went to the process, actually, speaking of which it did fill it up. And I was like, holy crap. And and I do my uh, podcasting, the video recording, and that takes more file. I mean, more mm -hmm. of the storage, whatever. And it got to the point of one terabyte, you would think it's a lot of space. But if you do a lot of uh, uh, what you call the the podcasting interviews and then you want to obviously the way I report, I my system is safety raw make an edit save it that so I have a two file so the rock will be one gig another one could be after it's post-production everything at two gig so we're talking about three gig and three gig is going to get stored you're like oh, it's just three gigs no problem right but if you're doing like three episodes a day yeah those things <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, those things add up. We're talking like five, six, yeah, five, six days in a row. Yeah, they add up very quickly. So what I found was like, uh, because I'm like a PC user, so OneDrive, they have their professional version where you just pay $10 a month or something like that, and you have mm -hmm. unlimited storage, which is like, what? And no one offers that. Nice. Like, what? And it's, and it's also part of the OneDrive thing where it's local, so you just copy the file, like you would drag it from one folder to another, and that just saves me so much. I'm like, I'll never have to worry about it. Heck that yeah. Is, yeah, that's like so sweet, because that one terabyte, you will go through it, if you start to doing this, you know, video editing, whatever thing. So yeah, definitely agree with that thing. Yeah. So tell me, what is your system of recording it and then publishing it? Just curious. Yeah. So my, I'm always evolving because for a while sure. I didn't do video because of course, free conference call that didn't have a video function and most folks would dial in. And then when I eventually made, ran over to Zoom, I was using an old mm -hmm. laptop that had Windows 8 on it and the webcam was busted. So basically no video. And now I got this new Acer laptop that's built for gaming that is a lot faster and everything like that. So right now I finally jumped over to video. So if someone still wants to not do video, it's say, okay, I don't care. You could be in your PJs or whatever. <laughs> Fun enough. I got talk with the future guest this time last year. She was, Hey, so so uh, you're on free conference calls. So that means I could be frumpy and whatnot. And I'm like, yeah, you can be naked for all I care. Like, it's all good. I won't be able to see you. <laughs> so it, now it's just record and making sure I back it up because I use Dropbox, but OneDrive's sure. professional sounds a lot better right now. Right. And making sure I have that backed up using Adobe Audition to do the post-production. And usually, and, and sometimes I preset my introductions like with, like I usually do probably I have like two or three introduction scripts I go through where I pre-record them ahead of time and slap them in with the music. And I have about a good three outros I rotate and alternate between. So having the intro ready, the outro ready, and then I just put those two, like the intro, the beginning, outro, and the end, and then the peanut butter and jelly in the middle is the interview. Because I'm right. one of those podcasters where it's like, all right, I'm just going to slap the interview in there. I'm not going to do the whole talking for one to 10 minutes about random nonsense. And then the interview starts because it's like, all right, I mean, if I'm interviewing somebody, most likely want to hear them. So right. rather get down to business and right. just do that piece. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I used to follow the same exact format where I would just do my outro. And those of you may not know what the intro and outro. So intros are like the beginning of your show. And then like you said, peanut butter in the middle, that's your body. And then you got the outro, which is towards the end and whatever you want to do. And you could do your promotion, your sponsors and things like that in your intros and outros. I used to follow that process and it works great. What I found out is time consuming. Cause in my first, you wouldn't know that, right? It's time consuming. First you gotta plug that in there, then you gotta plug it in there. And depending on which software you're using, it could take a while for the final file to come up. How long does it take for you? Oh God, and that's if it doesn't crash. <laughs> Cause I that's that's what that's what happened to me. I was having me a couple times. That's another reason why I upgraded. I'm like, I'm tired of this crap it all, crap it all be. But um my personal best was 30 minutes. I was able to blitzkrieg one episode 30 minutes in terms of editing. Mm -hmm. That was probably my fastest time, and that was a 24-minute interview when it was over. The longest was probably about a good two hours since it was like one interview that went on for like 90 minutes. 
And some in some interviews, well, I, I really didn't even do much editing. Like uh, I think one of them was probably like maybe five minutes. So that actually would be the best of the five minute ones. So anywhere between five minutes and two hours. <laughs> Especially with yeah. show notes involved too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. That that's I was thinking not even like uh show notes part, but I'm just talking editing post production only for your audio part of it and that's it. Like that alone, like one time I was thinking when I was doing the editing part of it until I figured out the new system, where it's like it took me literally eight hours to figure this crap out. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. It's hellacious like, in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like I cannot spend eight hours on a podcast episode if I have like 20 to go. I'm just <laughs> literally be sitting behind a computer doing this stuff and then get to the point I'm going to be frustrated. I am not going to enjoy it. And I'm like, screw podcast. Literally. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, so if you can afford it, outsource the editing. <laughs> oh, forget editing. I got another system that's just, which we're using right now, StreamYard, because what I find out is like in here, you can do your outros and intros live, literally, which is great. I'm like, so yeah, by, sure. the time, by the time I'm done with this, I get a video file, I get an audio file, I literally take that file and put it on my uh, Simple Podcast Cloud, and I'm done. So it's, everything is live. And then what I also noticed, like I have done that particular uh, staging where a uh, system where I was like, hey, this is my intro, I'll slap that on there. And then once that's over, let's say 30 seconds on my intro, whatever, right? And then I'm like, hey, here's a guest, for example. Here's Dom, who's a podcaster, amazing voice, and he's awesome. So he's gonna be sharing with you Blah, 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 blah. And then we go into the peanut butter and jelly part of the show. And then before <laughs> and then before we end it, there goes the outro at the end. And then once I'm done, hit end. My file is generated. I'll take those files and it's done. That's like eight hours. I don't know if, like, I, I know you can relate to it. It's like, holy crap. If I could use that system, like, oh, yeah. awesome. And then... To take it one step further, what I find out is like it gets boring for the person who is listening to your show. Same speech, same voice, same music, and it's like, oh, I know what's coming. So what I do now is a little different. I customize it every single time. I know what I'm going to say, outros and intros. So I just say it as a part of the podcast, as part of the peanut butters. And jelly system. So it becomes <laughs> I'm in your head now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it just becomes like a it becomes like a really nice conversation and it just flows. And then, you know, another thing I love about this is like you I can go live on any one of the platform, Facebook, groups or page and YouTube and it's saved up. And for those of you who are worried about like we were at one point in time, like hard drive space and whatever. You go from here, upload it, uh, go live on YouTube, and YouTube has your video. So you don't have to worry about it, storing it because they will store it. And then uh, StreamYard gives you MP3. You take the MP3, you put it in your uh, podcast hosting company, and then you're good. And then the only thing you really got to worry about is showing the show notes and things of that nature. But that's the system that I'm following right now. So it's working out great. So now I actually have, actually enjoy my life. And I'd be sitting. <laughs> Amen to that. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, so I was like, I'm like, I have to figure this out. I don't want to sit behind a computer all day long editing this one damn podcast. You know, I mean, I love the information. Don't get me wrong, but it's just the post production of it was making me not enjoy it. But I enjoyed this part of it, this conversation.、Mm-hmm. But nobody likes to talk about the post production. You know, so I'm like, hey, follow this system, especially with this. Tools that are available right now compared to when we started. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Tell, yeah. Tell me, tell, tell me some of some some of the struggles about like when you started. Like, what are the struggles you went through? Oh man, I mean, I'm with the struggles, but like, imagine the folks who were doing it like in 2004. Like, imagine what they were going through. My God! Oh my God! <laughs> That was the main thing. I mean. The main struggles I had to do was making sure I save every five minutes or so in Adobe Audition because after the first time, because oh my gosh, the first time it crashed on me was when I was at the near end of a sixty-minute interview when it crashed on me and it lost everything. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna save every five minutes. It, it's it's like you're typing a research paper in college. You got to save it on Word every five minutes because you don't know what the hell could happen. <laughs> that was that was the biggest. Struggle is dealing with the with the crash. I mean, it doesn't happen now with the new technology, and everything. But that was <laughs> post production. That was the biggest thing. That that was the biggest thing, and really just, re- really just that. that. That's probably the biggest thing I can think about because I mean the the interview piece. That's that that's the fun part, especially. Now, where I feel like I've gotten more comfortable interviewing people, because yes, public speaking—that's a great thing—but interviewing is a totally different skill, and it's a lot of active listening. And even though I'm a great listener, sometimes <laughs> I have the tendency to throw in a corny joke instead of asking a follow-up question. So, really, just dealing with that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's, it's interesting—I would say—interesting learning experience. I would say for me, at least, anyway, right? So, which format do you like more? And there's obviously two format. There might be another one that you know. I don't know, but the only one that I know is solopreneur, which you're just talking yourself. And then another one is the interview version of it. So, which one do you like? Or if there's a third one, I would love to know. Man, there's a hybrid version. Some people actually do a drop-in episode themselves. Okay. And I'm, I'm thinking of doing one of those every now and then. Possibly, okay. But my goal for my show is to interview a thousand different authors, so that's another reason why I'm like, yeah, you know what? Maybe for episode three hundred, since I'm twenty five away, I might make that my own. But um, yeah, that there's the hybrid versions. I know a couple folks, Tony Watley, he he does that. Zachary Babcock with Underdog Empowerment, he sometimes does a solo episode, and heck, even just stuff like that. So that so those are. Those are really the. That's probably the third one, the hybrid version of occasionally dropping in yourself for a solo episode. But right now, I'm so darn backed up with recordings that <laughs> I don't even need to do a solo episode for my show. <laughs> you don't have time for it, pretty much. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I can make the time, but there'd be no point. <laughs> yeah, really, because you know, it's 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 worth it. But if I think I think it's worth it every once in a while because. The way I look at it, like sometimes I get the feedback I get, like Mark, I like your interviews; they're amazing. But I want to hear more from you, only your point of view. So once in a while, you know, I would just throw it in there, whatever. But I, I do understand the interview part of it. I personally 
find it more rewarding because I get to have an expert like yourself and I get to dig into your brain and ask you all those questions that probably no one even asked you, right? So it's like a, I look at this like a one-on-one coaching thing and it's just an amazing experience. And I get to learn things that I didn't know or learn things, new things that I never even thought about it. So speaking of new things, all the different uh, podcast interviews have you learned? Were there any new things that you learned that you actually implemented in your business? Oh, wow. Oh, God, man. There's there's quite a few. Um, one of the major ones, um, <clears throat> this, I forgot what number it was. It was last December. Julie Renee Doring, okay. uh, the brain rejuvenation expert. Chick is like in her early 60s, but she still looks fabulous. And she actually adopted a little one, and she's like five years old now or seven. And she's like taking care of a little one in her early 60s. And she has like the keys to health. And one of them was to, instead of chugging down a bunch of water, all the time it's basically better to sip water every half an hour now granted i don't sip water every half an hour i mean i gotta i gotta sleep you know (laughs) i'm still not but i still try to do more sipping water throughout the day and drinking more water because since our bodies are made of mostly water it's good to keep your body hydrated not to mention she also mentioned from her studies that it actually staves off dementia and memory loss because when you're speaking in front of folks and especially if you're like me, where you're still in sponge mode and you got a couple years left in the 20 year old brain, you basically have all this knowledge and you got to basically drop the right thing at the right time for the odds to take away and get away with. Right. And having water and keeping hydrated is definitely one of the major ones that stick out to me because it's it works for business, too, because when you're talking with somebody, you want to tell them the right story at the right time. You don't want to right. insert a joke about a cactus when you're supposed to be talking about entrepreneurship unless you have like right. a cactus farm or something. Right. That's one major one. Another major one was early back in my episode. Funny enough, I, I consider one of my birthday gift episodes got scheduled on my birthday when Nancy Gaines episode eight. She mentioned how if people start coming to you for advice when you're in your business, that means you're on the right track because some especially because some months, especially when it came to book sales, especially it's like the drop in the like, this will it drop out. All right, good, a book sale. And I'm like, you know what? This is gonna be fabulous. This is gonna be fabulous. And folks actually started coming to me for advice to write a book and actually start a podcast. So I'm like, you know what? This is a sign I'm on the right track. So those are just two things that really stuck out for me from the podcast among the countless other things because i've i've (laughs) i've learned a lot and it's been great it's been great yeah it's definitely is a learning experience like you said you know like i said as well that you can really tap into an expert so was there an expert that you were like Oh my God, that dude knows or do that knows a lot about, <laughs> about stuff. I'm like so glad I interviewed him. There's there's a few. There's quite a few. Um, but the one, and it's actually my most downloaded episode this year, episode 221, Righteous Leadership, okay. with one of my mentors, Dr. Ray Charles. Not the musician, not the musician, but this guy, my goodness, Dr. Ray Charles, uh Best-selling author, keynote speaker, coach, mentor, doctor with a background in biochemical engineering and risk assessment. He's done a lot in his time. And halfway through the interview, I forgot how brilliant he was because we haven't connected that much before we did the interview back in around late January, early February. Uh And 
he was sharing how it's good to have a global mindset and connected with folks around the world because in his 40s a lot of his friends were committing suicide and they were successful people in the eyes of others they had all a bunch of millions of dollars all the successful magazine covers but still committing suicide and he uses risk assessment background to really realize all right so what's the main cause of this what why do they keep going through this and he wanted to take out the time element usually in the peak hours of the morning 3 a.m that's usually when it happens so he's connected with folks all over the world especially out in singapore and hong kong that he can chat with and talk to because he's like hey i may not be able to call dom at 3 a.m in the morning because he might think the worst but i have somebody out in australia or hong kong or whatever that i can call on and talk to to take the time element out of the situation so that way you can be reminded of the greatness that we all have because heck one buzzword even though i'm starting to hear it a little less now which i'm grateful for is values like hey i want to add value to your organization but the thing is everyone already has value you just have to unlock it everybody is already valuable some people just don't know how to really use it and unwrap and unlock it for everybody else to take part of and that's the thing like everybody has value and you just need people in your network especially all over the globe if you can to remind you that you are worth it you are valuable and say to yourself i like myself multiple times over and over again that you're valuable so that's basically one of the main episodes that stick stuck out to me and that's my most downloaded episode this year and i'm proud of it <laughs> <laughs> all right cool uh speaking of downloads right so what, what, what do you think it's more important having the technical side meaning download and listens or is it the making the money part sponsors and things of that nature or i mean what are your thoughts on that i mean one usually happens before the other i mean (laughs) if you get enough attention then folks will take notice and then they'll actually put some money in your pocket heck even funny enough i think it was like 80 no not 80 it was like 50 some episodes in Mm-hmm. After I got on Steve Olsh's list of, list of top 10 self-help podcasts in the world. And he actually put, kept me on the list for three years in a row. I'm like, what the hell? Like, like, dude, because because I'm like, I, I'm pretty decent with downloads. I get a good 2000 downloads a month for all my episodes. But mm-hmm. like, the thing is, I mean, with that, like one person reached out to me and I was like, hey, she sent out this list of people. I'm like, you know what? Oh, what the hell? I interview a few of them. We had a right. conversation and she basically she paid me 25 bucks from every author interviewed from her crew. So the money came afterwards when I don't have the millions of downloads and really just really the impact is the major thing in making meaning. Like in a book, I would like to recommend others to read if you're starting out or even just want to be reminded of a few things is the art of the start by guy Kawasaki, where he mentions how you should go into business to make meaning and then the money will follow because of, because like Apple that started off in the garage and that was very impactful. Heck, this podcast started off as making meaning. I didn't think I was going to be on Steve Walsh's list for three years in a row, connected with all these humans. Like, okay. I, I, I just set out to just do something. And just really just setting out to do something is the major thing because you should always have fun with it. Because mm-hmm. the, the, when it becomes a job, that's the sign you need to take a break. Like, yeah. that's another thing, too, podcasts need to remember. Just take a break. In the meantime, so make an impact, make meaning, and have fun with it. Downloads are great, but wait about a good six months to a year to make an impact because it's going to take a while to really build your audience unless you're one of those 
top dollar celebrities that already has a following like Julian Michaels and Joe Rogan who built his following years on end. Right. And he was a comedian, all that good stuff. So just, just focus on making the good content first and making an impact and making meaning and everything else to come afterwards. Yeah, definitely agree with that. Cause most people are like, Hey, I, the podcast thingy is the new buzz thing. And I heard a lot of people, especially with the Joe Rogans, you know, making a million dollar deal with a Spotify and everything else. Oh, I want to become a podcaster too. And then two weeks later, I hate podcasting. I'm going to make any money off of it. You know, it's like the new shiny object is the podcast now. And everybody wants to jump on it and get the tools and everything else. But what they don't realize is Joe Rogan has a personal brand that's been for years and he yep. has put in the work. And then if you don't put in the work, you cannot reap the awards. <laughs> mm -hmm. Heck, even in an article, he said after 150 interviews, he finally got it. So that's the other thing, too. People keep forgetting. Exactly. He had to put in the time and the effort. <laughs> exactly. This thing, this thing, podcasting or anything else, it takes time. The first time you want to try something or do something, obviously you're going to fail. I mean, there's no secret. That's the secret. If you want to be successful, fail more often. That's what I tell people. So what are your thoughts on that? Amen to that. And that goes back to the beginning of every master was once a disaster. Like get the disaster out of the way. So that way you'll get to the mastery phase and you'll get a metaphorical black belt in what you do, because that's really when it matters when you put in the time and the effort and what you do consistently, especially if it's good, will come out better. And heck, even not only fail often, but fail as fast as possible and get them out of the way. So that way you'll eventually become better too. just to add even more to what you said, Mark, because that was some good stuff, man. Cool. And just piggyback on that thing. So let's say if somebody's just starting out, right? And they had their first failure in the podcasting world. And they're like, I just want to give up. So any advice you could give them, like, I know you fail, but do blah, blah, blah to continue. What would that be? I'd have to say, have a strong why. Have a strong why. Know your why of what you do. Because with my podcast itself, it was probably like 176 downloads, like the first two months in, because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I launched on SoundCloud and then finally launched on Lipson that spread it out to all these other areas because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Right. And at the end of the day, I still kept going, even though the audio wasn't as good as it is today. I was still put out the content and still valuable. And I wanted to promote other authors. And I was having fun connecting with so many other people. And the fact that somebody was actually the gatekeeper to introduce me to a whole bunch of other people actually put myself on the line. Because when you do something good and other folks take notice, folks are going to want to be part of it. So having a strong why is the definitely the way to do that. Because if you came in this for the money, then go somewhere else. You, you might have a better chance with network marketing um, like or multi-level marketing, whatever they call it. Like do, like do something else because... Like that, it, it's can you make money from podcasting? Yes, you can. Like, will it happen depending on what your goals are? Sure, it'll happen for you, but having a strong why and if it's about others more than you, there's about a chance that you'll stick with it. And I know self care is a major thing now, you gotta make sure you have a full cup because you can't pour from an empty one, right. but still, if it's about others and not yourself, and you also keep yourself away from podcasting fatigue, then. You'll be just fine. So making sure you have a strong why. Make sure it's about something bigger than you. Because if it's about you and you alone, then it's not going to last long. 
very well said. I could not have said it more perfectly. Definitely way to do it. So yeah. Thank you for putting it that way. <laughs> so yeah, this is wow. Very well said. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is like which format is probably better to use for someone who's starting off because i know they're talking about some people follow the serial format where they have one season and they have x amount of series um let's say one season one they have 10 episodes and then take a break for two months and they go for another season and then so on and so forth or some people just do it weekly or two two episodes per week and there is no season thing so is there any preferred format that you think is more uh easier to follow as compared to the other ones uh, I'd have to say from the outside looking in, the seasons mm -hmm. might be a better option depending on your schedule is. Because with me, I do every week. Funny enough, my show is going to be a weekly show, but now it's a bi-weekly show. Sometimes up just load a, an extra one or two episodes a week as bonus episodes. Right. And really, it just depends on the host themselves. Like what, how, how often do you want to go? I mean, in this age of attention management content so huge now and once a week is the preferred option for me at least right. weekly because you want to stay consistent to get your voice out there but if you want to do seasons that's cool too especially considering how serial was in the case that it was mm -hmm. because there's only so far you can go with that darn case i mean that was my god well, i think that was what 10 15 years ago that happened before that podcast started digging up dead bones from that metaphorically and you can only go so far with it unless you pick up another case. So I'd have to say it depends on what the podcaster wants to do. Now, seasons, if you want to do that, that's a-okay because if you feel tired in the beginning or whatever, that's cool. But me, personally, I do every week, and I schedule about – I my schedule is about, about the same, and that's the extra fun tip to have a scheduling link if you do an interview-based show to basically have a scheduling link for folks to choose from, making sure that your scheduling is consistent. And if something happens or have to reschedule, most times folks will be understanding. And if they run away, then oh well. But uh, but yeah, it really depends on the host and having a backlog of episodes too because that's what I, I usually keep about a month's worth of content in various places to save from so I can go from there in case if I want to take a vacation, I don't want to interview people, I'm getting tired or whatever. Then yeah, that's that's what I do. That's how I keep up with what I do. I had a backlog in the beginning. I still have a backlog today. So that's <laughs> the long answer for that. <laughs> no, that's definitely a good place to be because at least you have, you know, uh, you don't have to worry about it every Saturday morning. I have to go do something. You know, you already got everything planned up for the next four Saturdays, even if you don't do anything. And given that fact that you release your uh, episodes on Saturday, you're good. So you could literally, like you say, go on a vacation and then your episodes will trickle in. You're scheduling and batching or what are you going to call it? So that's definitely the way I do it and a lot of other people do it. So I'm sure you know you're so, all the successful entrepreneurs do it as well. It's like, hey, if the only thing that we have in life is time, we got to make sure we use that hell out of it the right way because the way I explain to people, the most valuable currency in the whole world is your time. Make sure you use it wisely. Because once it, you spend it, you cannot get it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know it to be true, but it's like every time here, it's like, oh. Because when you put it in perspective, it's like, oh. <laughs> I feel like Julius Caesar getting stabbed in the side, like, ah. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it took me a while to figure that out. I'm like, now I say more no's than I say yes. Because I'm like, I want to spend my time where I know it's going to, first of all, impact other people. Second of all, it's going to benefit me in the terms of personal development. And those two factors are good, then I'm going to say yes. Otherwise, it's a definite no. <laughs> there you go. So, so, so uh, have you ever come across, I'm sure you have now, that where you're like, I'm saying more no's now compared to when I first started. Everything that... Anyone ask for anything? Like, yes, 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 yeah. or no? Uh, I'd say probably about the same, I'd say, from where I first started, because even though my goal is to interview a thousand different authors, and that's just a goal for growth, that was just a random number I set for myself last year, because gotcha. there was really no end game. But um, like, there's still some topics I tend to avoid on my podcast, like politics. I don't want to talk about politics because I could care less, especially <laughs> since it's currently election year. And folks, you could get killed. Like, politics is, like, higher than religion on the Richter scale right now, to be honest. Politics is, like, the new religion. So that's the main <laughs> thing I avoid. And for those who may have romance novels, I tend to avoid those people unless they have, like, a, another novel with it like stuff like that so really i'm about the same because right now i'm trying to get on more shows to build up my audience even more to get more eyes on not only myself but also the folks interviewed because i want it to be beneficial for all parties sure. because it's trying to build that up so i'd have to say i'm probably about the same because i i learned the magic of no a lot earlier because that was something one of my teachers told me because he was in the service industry well he wasn't getting paid for he's a volunteer in the industry he was a, he was in, he was going to church in his young years and he was saying yes to everything and he was burnt out and he had to let leave church for a few years and do his own spiritual thing because he kept saying yes to everybody because if you say yes to everything and everybody you'll have no room to be your best self and you'll be stuck leading on empty and funny yep. enough, I've lit on empty before. It's not fun. And it's not fun for the folks around you. So I'd have to say find a good balance. And that kind of goes back to the why thing, like you and your family and adding impact to people. If if those don't align with your goals, knowing what those are first, your non-negotiables, then you'll know which way to steer in terms of the yes and the no's. Yep, definitely. You know. And I want to ask you this question. Let's assume you are... Let's pick a number. Let's say you are 28 years old right now and all the knowledge that you have. And if an 18-year-old version of yourself right here and then you have 28-year-old, what advice can you give the younger version of yourself that will help him move forward to wherever you are right now a lot faster? So how much more time we got? Because I tell him a lot of crap, man. <laughs> like, I would tell him so much crap, man. Like, dude, that, that's like a 10-year gap. I'll be like, yo, dude, man. Uh, but seriously, though, man, oh, the first thing I would tell my 18-year-old self, my goodness, join Toastmasters International, join it now, build up your public speaking because that'll give you a quantum leap. To be honest, Toastmasters is the organization that got me to where I am having a conversation with you right now. Because that organization is a 90-plus-year-old organization, nonprofit, that builds up leaders to be better communicators. Like, if I would have did that at 18, I probably would have been a freaking millionaire by now, to be honest. Like, join 
Toastmasters, connect with people, give those speeches, give those talks, volunteer to be a leader over multiple clubs. You'll get a quantum leap because you're connected with growth minded individuals that'll push you further than you ever thought possible. Join Toastmasters, start your podcast, heck, even read more books, like get into the John Maxwell program, like read his books a lot sooner, get into voracious reading a lot sooner, and fail a lot quicker a lot sooner because it was about a good 21 a few months after my 21st birthday i got into professional development and self-growth now granted that's still a young age compared to other people but still like if i had it at 18 that three years start like there's no telling how further i would have been with the knowledge i have now like i'd I'd be I'd, I'd have a metaphorical 10 pack abs right now with the knowledge I got now at 18. Like that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So let's do another version of this slam. We're gonna move in the future. So oh. you're 25, 28 now. And what can people expect from you by the time you turn 32? Oh, 32. Damn. Okay, so that's three years away from now. Okay, all right, let's see. So 32. Well, I'm, I guess I'll be at a thousand episodes by then. I guess maybe okay. I don't know. <laughs> that's how, that'll be the thing. Uh, probably in three years' time, I'll be a full time entrepreneur, full time entrepreneur. Two more books under my belt, doing more speaking. COVID will be eliminated, it'll be eradicated. <laughs> We want to wear no damn masks and folks can complain about everything else and not the masks <laughs> like that, that. That's like the main thing, like more full time entrepreneurship. The podcast is growing even more and connecting with all sorts of wonderful people all over the globe. Heck, even might even be in. I don't know. Heck, might even be in a fast relationship with a kid on the way. Who knows? Depending on what the world's looking like, who knows? <laughs> right. You never know. You know, the only thing I like I always say, you don't know what t- tomorrow brings, but it's going to be a lot better than what you have today. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, man. Man, today might be butter compared to the future. I might get a brick in the future. It'll be harder. That's awesome. <laughs> 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 it won't be peanut butter either. <laughs> exactly. It'd be McDonald's, right? Not peanut butter. <laughs> All right, cool, man. So, Dom, it's truly been a pleasure having you, man. I like this is like it's been a blast. It's truly been a blast. I laughed and a ton of lot of information is shared here. So, where can people find you more, or how can people get in touch with you? Sure thing. Reach out to me on DomBrightman.com. And since this show is about podcasters, there's probably some lessons I didn't touch on. I got 20, I got a free ebook, five pages. It'll help you to be a better podcaster. 21 lessons from two plus years of podcasting. I'm on year three. And in the podcasting space, that's usually highly respected if you're still podcasting after three years with 250 plus episodes when folks quit before 25. So DomBrightman.com, snag the ebook. Listen to the Going North podcast. And if you're an author yourself wants to be on the show, you, my contact page is there too. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Because you already heard the goal, a thousand different authors. And if you're not about politics, I love to have you on. So DonBrightman.com, check out the Going North podcast, subscribe. Yes, indeed. And thank you, Mark. You're a mighty dude. Thanks a bunch for having me on the show, my man. 
All right, man. It's truly been a blast, man. It's really like <laughs> your 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 energy level is like. As soon as we started talking, it's like, oh my god, we're gonna have a great time. I love your energy. <laughs> cool, man. Awesome. All right, man. 